Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Rachel Stoltz. And I'm Jillian Fretzel. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Hooray. Yeah. We're so glad you're here. So glad. How are you doing, Jillian? Oh, me? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. This is my favorite time of year. Oh. Uh, I'm a big, big lover of fall and autumn. N- not pumpkin spice. I'm not that basic, but... Okay. Actually, I was just about to bring up pumpkin because <laughs> I... Because <laughs> I have to. Um, it's the fall. But I made some pumpkin chocolate chip bread. Okay. And... It, I make it every year, and it's always delicious, and I always make it from a mix, and everyone says, oh, did you make this from scratch? And I lie. <laughs> and <laughs> You lie and say that you did make it from scratch? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is a secret family recipe. Of course. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I, you do you. I guess everybody knows now. You know, yeah, that- you really not keeping the secret very well. <laughs> mm. But either way, it's delicious, and... That's what I look forward to every October. That's good. I'm not a big pumpkin fan, but um, I respect those that like the flavor. I just, uh, I like the changing of the the colors. Um, We just got rain last night for the first time in months. So out here in California. So I I don't know. I've always liked it. Uh, Halloween has long been my favorite holiday mostly just because I like scary movies it's not really any of the other pomp and circumstance but I just uh, it's just fun it's a fun time of year what about you do you guys do Halloween stuff I was just gonna say I I don't love Halloween (laughs) it's not my favorite holiday my favorite holiday is my birthday for sure oh it's first place my birthday everything else is at a a very very far 50th um place Wow, we are so different. Okay. My favorite holiday being my birthday probably is a a personality flaw. Uh, Well, I wouldn't call it a flaw, (laughs) but it is a personality (laughs) trait, I would say. It's it's something. It's something. But yeah, I mean, you you celebrate you, and I think you're fantastic. So Thank you. I think you're fantastic. Ah, thank you. But I do like Halloween. Of everything in 50th place, it's, it's top, you know top-notch there for me really because I, I like a little spooky something you know it's I don't look forward to huh. it the way that I, that I think lots of people do even now that you're your mom and you have a cute baby to dress up in cute little pumpkin costumes or ghost costumes or little Elsa yeah I mean I one I would never dress her as little Elsa okay I'm, um. I'm, I'm, I, I agree with that. I was just, you know, for the moms out there that do. <laughs> I'm not that kind of mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> I'm a cool mom. <laughs> cool moms. Definitely. <laughs> cool moms definitely dress their kids up as, as Elsa. Um, don't, don't at me. But my daughter's at the age where I can dress her in whatever I want to dress her in. Yes. So I am taking advantage of this time. It's actually my husband's fighting me on, on Halloween costumes for for us as a family because I had the best idea to dress her as little Marty McFly oh and we could be the parents from like at prom that's so cute and we went to prom together so it'd be like a like a double cute that is very cute and you do kind of look like uh Lee what's her face if you were to pick a celebrity doppelganger I see it 
hold on, this is going to drive me. Lee Thompson. Lee, yes. Lee Thompson. Um, but my husband didn't want to wear a suit. And I was like, are you? Well, that okay. seems like a weird line in the sand to draw, especially after last year I, when we weren't allowed to go out at all. <laughs> Maybe he's just used to it. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely didn't trick-or-treat or anything last year. I just but. saw a piece in the New York Times that was like, do I really have to go trick-or-treating again? And it was just sort of an homage to all the parents who are like, I kind of enjoyed getting a break last year, and I don't really want to have to go back to it. And I'm not a parent, but I I relate to that mindset. You know, once you find out that you can just buy your own candy, <laughs> I feel like Halloween's not about that anymore. <laughs> I agree with that. I uh, I do grocery pickups because uh, I'm still trying to be pretty safe in the time of COVID also because it's very convenient. And it's very <laughs> I don't convenient. know that I'll ever go back. I, I can't go back. <laughs> um, but I had gotten like a small bag. It was supposed to be like an eight ounce bag of fun size candy just to enjoy. But, you know, the one problem with grocery pickups is they always – will substitute things if you if they're out or if they're too lazy to find the right uh, the struggle um so i ended up with a 40 ounce bag of chocolate <laughs> what am i supposed to do with this that's the real fun size <laughs> yeah um so now i yeah i have all this candy and i don't it's not like i get trick-or-treaters in my apartment so I, i'm not sure what i'm supposed to do you can make friends with your neighbors you know put some I, or I can eat it and watch some Netflix, and that'll be that'll be a fun Halloween. I don't know. Go into a diabetic coma. <laughs> I definitely made friends with a neighbor one time, and I like wrote her like a little note because she she dropped off desserts on my doorstep, and so I wrote her like a little thank you note, and I taped little fun sized chocolates to it because I, I knew she had kids. Um, you could do that. Make friends. Mm. A little little Halloween note. Or better yet, like a spooky note, be like, I'm watching you. <laughs> Here's the little Hershey's. <laughs> I, I like the way you think. Anyway. I just, I love how everybody has fun. I love that there's kind of electricity in the air. I love the scary movies. Uh, I know that you and I have discussed before, and we could dedicate an entire podcast not just episode, but probably series to whether or not we believe in ghosts and oh, can we please Let's how just... we feel about ghosts? Um, we, uh, right. Jillian and I both definitely ha- have a lot of thoughts, and we are. I think we're both believers on a scale. I would say that's that's fair to say. Yeah, like neither one of us is a non-believer, right? Right. I I think we we both have kind of just like room either way, if that makes sense. Yeah. If nothing else, I'm extremely entertained and curious about stories that I hear from people who say that they've experienced paranormal activity. Yeah. If nothing else, I like just like the spooky, a spooky story. I like it. I like a a little shiver down the spine. Totally. I do too. And that's why we were both absolutely delighted that this week we got to talk with Amy Bruni and Adam Barry, who are the stars of HGTV's Kindred Spirits. They formerly were also on Ghost Hunters. So these two paranormal investigators sat down with us during their busy time of year right now, right before Halloween, to give us the whole scoop on some of the weird and crazy 
crazy crap they've seen out there. We're going to take a quick break and then we will be right back with Amy Bruni and Adam Barry from Kindred Spirits. Halloween is fast approaching, and if you're looking for something to do that's a little creepy, kooky, mysterious and spooky, or you know, just altogether ooky, you should check out the new Adams Family 2 animated movie, now in theaters and on demand. Speaking of the Adams Family, did you know that they just put their frighteningly fantastic manor on the market? It's true. They're leaving New Jersey for who knows where. But you can check out the listing and all the kooky home details at realtor.com slash adamsfamily2. You can even take a 3D tour to explore the home in all of its ghoulish glory. Walk the halls, roam the rooms, and discover some Easter eggs along the way. And if you're not in the market for a haunted home, you can still find a home that's right for you on realtor.com while you're there. Realtor.com, to each their home. I love the show. I love it so much that I took it to bed and I, I watched it before bed against my better judgment. It's terrifying. I love what you guys do. And we're so excited to have you guys here and to discuss all the creepy, spooky things that you've seen over the years in the haunted houses that you've, uh, that you've investigated. Welcome to Amy and Adam. Thank you for having Hi. us. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I know that this is your busy season. This is like your Black Friday being here in October. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, we want to hear any and everything. First of all, okay, my first question is, how did you guys meet? Like, how did you end up partnering up and how long ago was that? Um, an eternity. Uh, no, Ele- it's- <laughs> 11 years. 11 yeah, it's been years. 11 years. We met on Ghost Hunters. Uh, we were filming Ghost Hunters together. Adam, would you like to tell the story? My favorite thing. So basically, Amy Bruni was my prize for winning <laughs> Ghost Hunters Academy. So I was on Ghost Hunters Academy. It was a competition reality show where they um, took eight people who were into the paranormal into the most haunted, scariest places in the country. And someone got eliminated every week based on, you know, whatever. Uh, Somehow I won. I won. And my prize was Amy Bruni because I got to be on Ghost Hunters and she was my partner. And then 11 years later, here we are on a podcast with each other. Yeah, they told us it would only be six episodes and they lied. And yeah, they <laughs> haven't been able to get rid of him. So yeah, well, I think it's <laughs> I think the feeling's mutual. We we um we clicked. We had the same, we believed the same things, we worked together well. Mm-hmm. We also, you know, we were on the road all the time, like 300 days out of the year. And so we like to do the same things. And so our friendship kind of blossomed into um you know family basically we're family and um and now we you know we get to explore the unknown and the paranormal with each other and have fun doing it how did the idea for kindred spirits come about uh so what we were doing ghost hunters was very much a show and and still is we they're, they're coming out with new episodes um it's very much like kind of a go in and confirm a haunting and 
you know, it's, it's really cool. We'll spend multiple nights in a place and gather all this evidence and have these personal experiences. And then we go back to the homeowners and we're like, your house is, or is not haunted. Um, Kindred, we really wanted to be able to fix that for people and give them a solution. And that was how Kindred was born. And so we've helped so many homeowners and business owners and organizations over the years, just kind of deal with their hauntings, give them an actual solution as opposed to just saying, Hey, your place is haunted. See you later. <laughs> you know, good luck with that. It, the way that you see kindred spirits is more of a full fleshed out exploration of a location. Not only do we, does, you know, we go through all the history and the research. We look at genealogy. We look at land surveys. We interview the next door neighbor who we like knock on doors. Like it's a really cool adventure that I think you know, my younger self, like our younger selves, if we were 13 years old, we would definitely be like Nancy Drew Hardy boys. Like yes. Together. It's, it's really, it's really fun. It's really It'd fun. Be paranormal TikTokers. Exactly. Oh, I can't, <laughs> don't get me started. I'm trying, to, trying not to date us too much. We're like Hardy boys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, I love it. Let, let's go goosebump books. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, goosebump. Goosebumps. Is that R.L. Stein good? for the win. Yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I actually, as a kid, I wanted to be a paranormal investigator. So this is like uh, my biggest dream right now. Um, let's get into the spooky stuff. Recently, you guys went on an investigation with my colleague, Claire Tapasso, and you, there was a realtor.com video crew there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I heard that some really crazy stuff went down. Yeah, I know they all left believers after that. Um, you know, we, we for sure did. Yeah, it was really interesting because um, we actually investigated a space that we probably wouldn't normally get to investigate because it was a really cool old house that had been um, divided into condos, and so we had access to a, a beautiful portion of that, and then also the basement. And I know, like in the basement itself, we got a a very wild EVP. Adam and I didn't really know the history of this place. Like we had just come from an event. We went straight there. We started investigating. And we very clearly got a name as an EVP and then found out later that that was the name of the man who built the building. <gasps> and, yeah. It, what's really cool because it, it was in Asbury Park and the history in Asbury Park is so rich. And there, you know, there have been periods of time where buildings sat vacant and this was one of them. And then it, it was brought back to life. And so, you know, when we started our investigation, we decided to go to the spookiest part, which is the basement. Uh, the camera operator who was filming all of us investigate, he was having the time of his life because <laughs> his camera kept malfunctioning and he had no idea why. And I was like, ghost, ghost. Like they well, remember that it kept time. spinning around yeah. all crazy and he, and he couldn't get it to stop. And he was like, I've never seen this do this before. It was on one of those stabilizers. Yeah. And which is fine, but this thing was like spinning around in a circle. And he was like, I don't know what to do with this. Very much, <laughs> we're like, very much like Linda Blair, like Linda Blair, yes. but with a camera. The camera thing, I think we've seen that with like our stationary cameras before where we'll put up like a DVR camera and it will literally just like spin around. Like we've had it spin around like they're like, don't record us. So I do think they sometimes manipulate camera equipment. I mean, our investigations last a bunch of days, right? So sometimes it's it's slow going and sometimes the activity is just like, it picks up. But we look at the little things like battery drainage is could be a sign that something is manipulating your equipment. We've had equipment 
a turn off, like it's fully charged. It's an, I'm holding it in my hand. We're asking questions. Camera goes off completely. Um, malfunctioning cameras. Uh, we did a case recently where we were in um, an, a, an asylum and um, you know, one of our DVR cameras just would not cooperate. And there's no reason for it not to work. Like it just in this room specifically, it would not work. And it was like, as if somebody was like, no, you're not filming. You are not gonna film this. You're not gonna film me. I don't want you in this space. I, I know you guys use a lot of different communication methods like EVP and, and tarot cards and, and the spirit box. What's, what's your favorite? What, what works the best? Um, probably the digital voice recorder. Like we, cause you can get actual like words and answers and you can use it anytime. Like everyone has a voice memo function on their phone. You know, if you're ever in a place and you're like, I feel kind of spooky here. I'm going to ask a few questions, just pop out your voice memo and ask some questions. And, um, so I think that's probably our favorite that gets mm -hmm. us the most answers, uh, for sure. Um, and then, I mean, we do like to use the spirit box too, but I would say mostly our digital voice recorder. How reliable is it? Or do you feel like you could pop out your voice recorder and it's just like, is it static or is well, it, you know, the ghost of my grandma trying to talk to me? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think anyone can do it, meaning that you can turn on your, um, recorder and record, right? But listening back to it takes time to understand what you're hearing because some you can be thrown off by a sound in the room that you're like, I swear I didn't hear that when I was there, but uh, echoes mm -hmm. of water droplets, um, echoes of your own voice, involuntary audio reflex where you're talking and someone goes, oh, and they don't know that they've done that and you don't realize that they've done that. So you think it's a, it's a ghost. So I think that's the most challenging part um, is, is making sure that the evidence that you capture is potentially paranormal and not being able to be explained away. How many homes over the years would you guys estimate that you've investigated? And is there oh. one type of home like Victorian or colonial or something? Is there one type of home that typically is more haunted than another? I would say that we've probably investigated hundreds of homes at this yeah. point. And there is no house that, you know, come, like you'll see a house that looks like it ought to be haunted. We call it like yeah. these old Victorians and things, but some of the most terrifying hauntings we've encountered are ones in like you know, a brand new house <laughs> that, that it makes no sense. Like it can be anywhere, any house can be haunted. And so, you know, we always try to encourage people like you can't judge a book by its cover. Um, you know, we've seen some pretty extreme hauntings in some houses that look very, very benign from the outside. You would never think that mm -hmm. there was as extreme of a haunting inside as there is. Yeah. And, and we just did one actually in New Jersey. New Jersey, this little 900 square foot house that had one of the, I think it was built in the eighties. I don't know, but one of the wildest hauntings we've ever encountered in that house. And you never would have thought that it would be haunted from the outside. Was it also, because something happened there or like, I mean, is that always a correlation that something happened in the house or on the property and therefore that's why you're getting activity? Um, that can be it, but in this case, um, this is an episode that's airing, uh, when the season comes back, but it, it basically, it had to do with someone 
associated with someone's past, someone who lived there. Um, it was someone from their past, basically. Uh, it's funny. We this this will really, I think, connect with your listeners. Like, you know, you, when you're going to look at real estate, when you're going to look for a house, or you or you look for an apartment, um, that feeling you walk in the door and you sort of like, oh, I love the vibe here, or I like the energy, or you walk into an apartment or a house that you're trying to rent or buy, and you go, something about it's just off right? It's the same concept and feeling. This could be a specific room too. You could mm. walk in the house and be like, I don't feel anything. It's weird. And then you get to a certain room and you're like, hmm, it's sort of something to think about the next time you go into a place you're unfamiliar with. Like, how does it feel? Yeah. What <laughs> kind of energy are you getting? I, yeah. I'm looking for a house right now and I would love to live in a haunted house. That would be fantastic. <laughs> be careful, I mean, what you wish for. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for though. Well, you I know, want like, you know, I don't want a, a scary situation, but I, I like the idea of, of a little history, a little, you know, maybe, maybe a little presence. That's fine. Well, I mean, what? you have to look like right now, like the conjuring house just went on the market, right? Yeah. It's already, it's already under contract. It was under contract within 48 hours. This is the house that these folks who are friends of mine, they bought that house for, you know, less than $500,000 a year or two ago. And just went on the market for 1.2 million and was gone like that. People want to live in haunted houses. They mm -hmm. like it. Like there is something about it. I, I don't think it's as scary as people think it is from a market perspective. I think it's actually a selling point sometimes. People that want to buy a house sometimes, if the if it's a stigmatized property and it's haunted, it's like, well, it could be cheaper, you know? And so I don't mind living with a ghost. The renovation might be scarier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It definitely will be. Sure. But I think that it's not the case. I don't think it really hurts I don't think it hurts a house's reputation. I don't either. I, don't I have a, a realtor friend who's asking me right now to investigate a house that she's had sitting on the market because she wants to know if it's haunted. <laughs> she's like, I want to know if it's haunted so I can sell it as haunted. She thinks that will help. Right. And I also love the, the fact that like some states require realtors to disclose whether or not a house is haunted or if somebody died in it. If you ask, like Massachusetts, for instance, if you're a realtor and they say, hey, do you know if this house is haunted? You have to say, well, it's rumored to be because you know stories. If you don't know anything, then you don't know anything. Like, you know, surprise. Like my friends yeah. bought a house and they were like, well, we thought maybe it was haunted, but the realtor didn't say anything and they didn't know any stories. And one of the most haunted houses we've ever investigated. <laughs> yeah. Jillian and I were just talking about that. I think that law or the law in one place came about because some guy went running his mouth off to the newspapers oh, yeah. that a house was haunted and then he tried to sell it and he didn't disclose that he had told everybody it was haunted and then he got in trouble for it. So yeah, like, it if you law. think it's haunted and you tell people, be, be prepared to disclose that when you yeah. sell. I think Jillian and I are both dying to know, can you guys identify what is the weirdest or creepiest thing that you've encountered? Please. Yeah, I mean, I think Adam and I both are, we're always looking for that kind of thrill and nothing really scares us more than it excites us or startles us. You know, like we love when something totally bonkers happens that makes no sense. You know, like we get really excited by that. You're so calm so or long. like, yeah, excited. And I'm like, yeah. I would be running out the door. I would yeah, say the most, but we the still most, have moments. Yeah. The most confusing thing I think sometimes we encounter like apparitions of ghosts that look like you and me, like people, like you, you're, they're right there. You see them standing in front of you and they could be a real person like flesh and blood, but they are not. Yeah. And that makes you wonder like how many people do you encounter 
that how many of them are actually just ghosts and you have no idea, (laughs) like, you know, um, I think for me, disembodied voices are the, are one of the creepiest things to me. And they happen fairly regularly. It's like, it's a very weird phenomenon. You will hear a voice come out of thin air where a mouth would be. If someone were standing there, you will hear a voice and it's sometimes it's right next to you. I've had them like right in my ear. I've had them beside me. We've had them in between us and we're like, it's, very it your body just go like your instincts are like something is wrong like that's not right and they always sound kind of weird they're too. distorted they sound, or something yeah like they're coming through some weird way but the the coming out of thin air is really strange and i can i mean we obviously we don't claim to have any explanation for anything that we do or anything we see but you know all we can do is you know tell people what our experiences have been and so I, I wish I knew where disembodied voices came from, mm. but they, they're probably one and being touched too can be a lot. Sometimes <laughs> you get like touched or pushed or scratched. Yeah. Like they're really trying to get your attention and you're like, okay, calm down. Ghost hunting can be a lot. It's just the unfamiliar. It's like, none of this is making sense and I'm seeing it and I'm experiencing it. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm, we're okay with like skeptics. Cause we're not here to like prove the existence of ghosts anymore. We know that they're here. We've experienced them. We've had enough experiences um, to write books about it. And you're going to know when you experience it. If you've never experienced it before, you don't believe in it. If you ever do, you'll be like, Oh, that's what they were talking about. That's yeah. Oh, <laughs> it gives me shivers there. I was watching the episode where you guys were investigating the uh, Cornell uh, oh yeah. Murder, murder. And, uh, you know, you're, you're recording and Adam is behind you and he's like, he's standing right there in front of you <sighs> or something standing oh, yeah. right there in front of you. And that was just terrifying to me. This idea that like, you can hear something, you can feel something, but you can't see something. Yeah. So. That was the SLS camera in the basement, which is like the one original part of that house that's left. So yeah, that's the Valley in, in Portsmouth, Rhode Island, which is, the only place in the history of America where someone was executed and convicted of murder based on the testimony of a ghost. Pretty wild insane. story. Yeah. Great episode. Um, <laughs> can spirits follow you home? And has this ever happened? Yes, they can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah, um, that's, uh, you know, they tell you that on the Haunted Mansion at Disney World. They're like, a ghost will follow you home and they're yeah, not lying. I mean, I, <laughs> I would say, you know, it's funny because people are like, have you, they followed us home, but it's like a casualty of what you're doing. You know, if they're intelligent and they have free thought and they can move and travel, what's <laughs> to say they can't be like a hitchhiking ghost? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we found that it's usually, um, a spirit like I had one time what I believe to be the the spirit of a child follow me back home um and then and that was while I was pregnant too and then there was sometimes it seems like they just get very actively involved in the conversation you're having and they are not done talking like they're excited someone's listening and so they follow you we almost had it happen once we were at Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in West Virginia and as we were walking out both Adam and I looked at each other. We were all by ourselves. We were done filming for the night. We just looked at each other and we were like, something's following us. Like we could feel that heaviness. And we turned around, we're like, whoever you are, you cannot come with us. We'll be back tomorrow. But this is our time. Like (laughs) we totally get it. We respect you, but you have to stay here. (laughs) So you're always very respectful with the 
with the presence and the the spirit that you talk to. And I, I like that. You're just very kind of like, okay, I'm on your turf now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. important. I think when you're yeah. handling a haunting, like you should just talk to them, like they're a live person in front of you. Like if you mm-hmm. start trying to get them to do tricks for you or, you know, treat them, you know, badly, they're going to react like any person would. Mm-hmm. And so when you start telling them, like, I understand where you're coming from. I understand that I'm talking to you and you're not used to this. Like, but let's set some boundaries. It works a lot of the time, unless you're dealing with a ghost who's a jerk, which happens too, because live people are jerks sometimes too. So it's human. It's the humanization of spirits. It's like we, you know, 99.9% of any ghost that you're going to meet is going to be somebody who walked the earth just like you did. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, you keep that in mind every single time you're talking to somebody. You know, every time we enter a space, we say, my name is Adam and this is Amy and we are here to X, Y, and Z. And we approach it like we're at a party. We've never met you. How are you? Can you talk to us? And bringing up things, you know, historically factual information about the family or the location, because that sparks conversation. If somebody thinks that their house might be haunted, what would you guys suggest that they do? Obviously not everybody can call up Amy and Adam and have them come investigate if if it's Uh, an old victorian sell it to me yeah uh, (laughs) it depends on the level of haunting is this like a if it's something that you're just kind of living with and it's part of the house like the occasional door slam or footsteps or whisper you know not completely overbearing like some people are fine with that and then but it's, it's really more if it's something that seems to be aggressively trying to get your attention that's someone you might want to try talking to and figure out why, because most mm-hmm. of the time we found there's actual, there's a reason why they're here. There's like that classic kind of unfinished business. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we say, just talk to them like you would any living person. I think sometimes a lot of these old houses, they've had so much happen in those walls. There's so much energy there. Like you are going to get little snippets and of activity here and there, but it's when they really are trying to get a message across. That's when you want to try to interact with them more. And not, and not all activity is intelligent. So we talk about an intelligent spirit, which is something that can interact with us, react to what we do, uh, re, you know, and then there's residual hauntings, which is just like a, something that plays out like a piece of film. So, you know, you hear footsteps. That doesn't necessarily mean that that is uh, an, a, something that you can interact with. It's just something that's happening because it is a piece of energy or something that, you know, maybe somebody walked up the staircase every single day at 5 p.m. after work and for 30 or 40 years. And then one day you're at home and you hear that. That doesn't mean that, right. That doesn't mean that it's uh, something you can interact with, but it's just some energy that the the bones of the house um, still holds on to, and it sort of like releases that just a footprint left behind. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but has there ever been anything aggressive or scary enough to have you guys say, I'm out, like, we don't want any part of this? Not really. I mean, we've definitely had startling moments like at Waverly Hills, there was the, a full bodied apparition that just appeared in front of us. And was that a woman or a man or it was was a man he looked very angry we kind of had brought up his story no one had talked to him before we discovered what happened to him through research and he didn't really want to talk to us so he suddenly appeared and looked very angry and we were that was one time where I was like I don't want to see that again I I closed my eyes and I had Adam lead me out because I didn't want to look around you know it wasn't really 
it was more just like disconcerting. People love to be scared. And what we do is scary and can be spooky. And, and we can, you know, we can be around spirits that kind of, you know, raise the hairs on the back of your neck and that all happens. But I think sometimes um, the public's really hungry for the idea that there's like demons and evilness and things that are so bad. And we just don't, Adam and I won't ever play that up. Like we, we just don't see things like that. And we've been out there a lot. And so that's why we've, we've really tried to kind of put that out there because we kind of think that idea does a disservice to a lot of these spirits that are really just trying to communicate or trying to exist. And so, yes, it can be scary and it's fun and the history is awesome, but it's very rare that you're going to find like something that's truly going to try to harm you. And that's usually someone who in life was not a nice person either. Well, I yeah. was actually watching the, um, the John Proctor house episode, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. the, the season five, the, the second time you guys went there, not the live episode. Um, but I remember, I guess with both of them, uh, that the homeowner complained about being pushed down the stairs I feel like that's an extreme, but do you see that very often where, where a homeowner or, or a ghost hunter is, is actually physically hurt or, or touched or something like that? I mean, yes, it, it can happen. But again, what if that was an accident? What if that was somebody just trying to get their attention and, because it didn't happen again. It's only happened once. Right. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like what they overshot the basket. They wanted to get your (laughs) attention. They saw you going by. They, we don't know how they communicate. We don't know if it takes effort. We don't know if they have to figure out the level of effort and maybe it was an accident, right? Or maybe they accidentally tripped and they blame it on something else because they're like, I didn't, I didn't trip. What did I trip over? You it know? was the ghost. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> that place and the, the cool thing about the Proctor house was, you know, we did that for the live show. You, I think you can watch that on Discovery Plus two highlights of it. And we, it was one of those things where, we needed to go back because we felt there was something there that was aggressive and weird. And it, you know, when you, spoiler alert, when you watch it, it's actually the opposite. It's, you know, maybe we're the problem because the people in the house that we're talking to would be like, what you're doing is witchcraft and we're going to all get in trouble. We're all going to die. Like you are going to kill us. Like, what are you doing? And so it was such a weird, cool dynamic situation, but Yes, ghosts can be aggressive and they can be physically, uh, not abusive, but they can physically do things to you. And we like to take the positive approach to that until it's not. When we're in vulnerable situations, we're like, sorry, you can't touch me. Don't do that. Like that, I don't like that, you know? And usually they listen because they're intelligent. Yeah, you're trying to be respectful of them, but you've got to set boundaries too. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's the biggest thing I think people should take away from this podcast. You can hunt ghosts all you want, but be careful what you wish for because mm-hmm. if they're intelligent, they can do whatever they want and you mm. need to justify it, you know? Absolutely. Are there any telltale signs that your house might be haunted? I know you mentioned having kind of an energy or a reaction to some sort of feeling when you walk into a space. Is there anything else that might tip off a homeowner that like, uh, there might be something here. I mean, honestly, it's just all the stereotypical haunting type activity. <laughs> you know, it's, it's exactly what you would expect. Footsteps, door slamming, voices, cold spots, creaking, yeah. um, 
like you name it, that feeling of general unease, like all of those things that you see in like all the spooky movies, like that's, that's, those are those telltale signs <laughs> that something is going, the objects moving, you know, objects being put in different places, things showing up like in the middle of the floor randomly, or, you know, just things like that, little things to get your attention. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate this. We had so much fun. Tell everybody where they can watch Kindred Spirits and also where they can catch you on your podcast. Yeah. uh, So Kindred Spirits is on Discovery Plus and they also, um, it streams on Discovery Plus. They do play episodes on Travel Channel as well. So stay tuned there. My podcast is Haunted Road and you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. Season six for Kindred Spirits is coming back uh, end of this year or beginning of January. So stay tuned. We will definitely be tuning in for season six. Uh, We will be calling you again and hope you have some more stories to share with us. Thank you guys so much. Of course. You're welcome. Thank you. Jillian, how badly do you want to go on a ghost hunt with Adam and Amy right now? Oh, so bad. I, I mean, you know that my dream is to have property brothers, mostly Jonathan, redo my house. (laughs) (laughs) Second dream, go on, on a ghost hunt. I would love that. It sounds like so much fun. Um, We definitely will have to get Adam and Amy back on the show when they're a little less busy and maybe they can answer some more questions. And if you guys have questions, feel free to email them to us at podcast.realtor.com. When we get them back on, we will ask. The show is available right now on Discovery+. Plus. You can catch a bunch of episodes of all five seasons there, and then they're going to return with new episodes in January. I'm so excited. This is... It's uh, it's just a spooky, kind of creepy show that I, you know, I like to watch around this time of year. It's just spooky fun. It's great. It's yeah. It's not like too scary. I feel like sometimes my my Halloween shows, I I, I get nightmares. <laughs> I'll I'll admit it. <laughs> but this is like I feel like sometimes it's historical. You get to see these like cool old houses. It's just a good time all around. Yeah, because they're mostly up in in New England, so it's you get some history too. It's fun. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah education. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, That's it for this very special episode of House Party. We really hope that you enjoyed the interview with Adam and Amy. If you like what you heard today, we'd love it if you subscribed to House Party wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, please remember to give us a five-star rating and a review. Those help other people discover our show. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at realtor.com. That's singular podcast at realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is at house party pod on all three. Uh, we've got some fun stuff cooking. We got quizzes. Jillian was posting some photos of some of the, the stories that we talk about. So yeah, find us there and join in the conversation. We have fun. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Yeah, we do. (laughs) You're fun. (laughs) That's all I've got besides this giant bag of candy that I definitely need to help eating. That's not a bad problem to have. I'm going to go back to trying to figure out our baby's Halloween costume. Okay. I want to see photos of it when when it's figured out. um, Little Marty McFly put it on our Instagram. Until then, we'll be uh, sitting back with some some wine, some candy, and uh, some kindred spirits. So we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Ooh. <laughs>